March 9th. And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today will come from the book of Mark, chapter 14, verses 22 through 52. This chapter is all about preparation. We have already read about the preparation for betrayal. We've read about preparation for burial and preparation for fellowship. Today, we'll read about preparation for danger and preparation for death. First, with regard to danger, the good fellowship in the upper room made the twelve forget the danger outside. So, Jesus gave them a warning. Peter was not the only one who boasted and felt self-confident. And they all said, likewise, it says here in verse 31. So heed his warnings, he knows what's coming. And then uh, in regard to our preparation for death, Jesus' prayers reveal the conflict in his holy soul as he faced bearing the sins of the world on the cross. You see, when you have a Gethsemane experience, pray what he prayed. And that was, not what I will, but what you will. Peter had a sword, but Jesus took a cup. You need not fear the cup the Father has prepared for you. Jesus could submit to the abuse of men because he had already submitted to the will of God. And with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. The book of Mark, chapter 14, verses 22 through 52. As they, the disciples, were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread and asked God's blessing on it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood, poured out for many, sealing the covenant between God and his people. I solemnly declare that I will not drink wine again until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then they sang a hymn and went on to the Mount of Olives. All of you will desert me, Jesus told them, for the scriptures say, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Peter said to him, Even if everyone else deserts you, I never will. Peter, Jesus replied, The truth is, this very night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. No, Peter insisted, not even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the others vowed the same. And they came to an olive grove called Gethsemane, and Jesus said, Sit here while I go and pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be filled with horror and deep distress. He told them, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and watch with me. He went on a little farther and fell face down on the ground. He prayed that if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will, not mine. Then he returned and found the disciples asleep, 
"'Simon,' he said to Peter, "'are you asleep? Couldn't you stay awake and watch with me even one hour? Keep alert and pray. Otherwise, temptation will overpower you. For though the spirit is willing enough, the body is weak.' Then Jesus left them again and prayed, repeating his pleadings. Again he returned to them and found them sleeping, for they just couldn't keep their eyes open, and they didn't know what to say. When he returned to them the third time, he said, Still sleeping? Still resting? Enough! The time has come. I, the Son of Man, am betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up! Let's be going. See? My betrayer is here. And immediately as he said this, Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with a mob that was armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent out by the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the other leaders. Judas had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I go over and give him the kiss of greeting. Then you can take him away under guard. As soon as they arrived, Judas walked up to Jesus. Teacher, he exclaimed, and gave him the kiss. And then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But someone pulled out a sword and slashed off an ear of the high priest's servant. Jesus asked them, Am I some dangerous criminal that you come armed with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there teaching every day. But these things are happening to fulfill what the Scriptures say about me. Meanwhile, all his disciples deserted him and ran away. There was a young man following along behind, clothed only in a linen nightshirt. When the mob tried to grab him, they tore off his clothes, but he escaped and ran away naked. My name's Stacy. I'm 31, and in about two weeks, I'll be heading into phase four. Um, so I'm going to just share a little bit about my journey since I've been here. Um, so I would say at the end of second phase, beginning of third phase was the roughest time for me. Um, man, I, it's just like I wasn't getting it. God was starting to reveal things to me, um, trying to use other people, and I just couldn't see it. I wouldn't see it, um, that pride. Um, so finally, something just hit. Actually, I know it hit, it hit me when I didn't get blessed in, um, my first blessing. And reading down all the things and examples that people were giving me, for whatever reason, it hit me that night. But this is stuff they've been saying to me um, for for a while. And um, not getting blessed in that night, it just hit me. And um, I struggle with people-pleasing, manipulation, um, just wanting to be loved and accepted by everyone. And um, man, that became a really big issue. Um, the people-pleasing was the manipulation, the selfishness, uh, just all this that I see as being so ugly and other people, I never wanted to admit that 
that's what people were seeing in me. Um, so what's really cool about that is uh, I have vision issues and I always would be praying like, man, restore my vision, restore my vision. And even the girls prayed with me like to just restore my my vision and um, physical vision. And it's crazy in that moment and the weeks following and the months following just how he has um, healed my spiritual vision and showing me things I was never able to see in 31 years. Um, so man, it's been a battle. It's been a real struggle. Um, but I finally can, man, I've, I've grown up in church. I've, um, always viewed God, like how I was raised, that he was a condemning God. I couldn't understand his unconditional love and acceptance and everything that I wanted in humans. I didn't realize, um, that he that he offered that 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 was anything of him like I just didn't understand that kind of love and um so what's really crazy is somehow with all of this um craziness of me finding out me like being mad at myself and hating myself for seeing who I really was and just being disgusted with myself through all of this man he showed me his love he showed me who he really was and that he's loved me even before I was born and that he was uh, always there never looking down on me but he was keeping his hand on me protecting me and bringing me here um it's just really uh cool now to say I, I tell people I'm like I don't even know when it switched but now I don't even see him as the one that's condemning when I mess up I used to think I could never mess up without oh well I already I screwed up God's mad at me you know I might as well just keep going um because that's how it is with humans and um that's what I struggle with and to see how he has brought me through, I'll be in fourth phase in like two weeks and see how he's brought me through the hard times when I didn't want to face things. I didn't want to face who I really was. And I didn't think that anybody loved me. Um, just to see him bring me through that. If that doesn't show me his love, then I don't know what does. On top of that, of him showing me his love even showing me too with my family and the family restoration and um getting to see my kids and my son is about to turn eight and my daughter's 19 months and um just getting to see my son trust me again and hearing him on phone calls telling me mommy you're changing and he's proud of me and even my parents and just how our relationship is man god has blessed me he has truly blessed me um, to even have that relationship back when i was um when i first came in i was told that i um, couldn't ever come back to their house and they have my kids and i remember asking um them so if you don't have anywhere to go for family um for home visits like what do you do because I really believed that I, I had nowhere to go. And it's crazy, um, starting Christmas Eve was my first uh, time home. And ever since then, 
my visits, I, I'm allowed to to be at my parents' house. Um, he is definitely a God of restoration that I firmly believe. Um, when I thought that it wasn't possible, man, nothing's impossible with him. And even though I may um, still fail at times and mess up, um, his love doesn't go away. Um, that's one of the biggest things I've seen too is he doesn't just stop loving me because I mess up. Um, it's how I look at it now that he is um, always there, always there to guide me back and pick me up. So I'm really looking forward to um, the last four months and seeing um, just what else um, he's going to teach me and what he's going to show me and um, man just but continue building on the relationships that um, have already started um, I just hope that this was some encouragement to people I was really nervous um, to do this um, but I got it done and um, I just hope you guys have a good day God bless Psalm 52, verses 1 through 9. For the choir director, a psalm of David, regarding the time Doeg the Edomite told Saul that Ahimelech had given refuge to David. You call yourself a hero, do you? Why boast about this crime of yours, you who have disgraced God's people? All day long you plot destruction. Your tongue cuts like a sharp razor. You're an expert at telling lies. You love evil more than good and lies more than truth. You love to say things that harm others, you liar. But God will strike you down once and for all. He will pull you from your home and drag you from the land of the living. The righteous will see it and be amazed. They will laugh and say, Look what happens to mighty warriors who do not trust in God. They trust their wealth instead, and grow more and more bold in their wickedness. But I am like an olive tree, thriving in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. I will praise you forever, O God, for what you have done. I will wait for your mercies in the presence of your people. Proverbs chapter 11, verses 1-3 through three. The Lord hates cheating, but He delights in honesty. Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Good people are guided by their honesty. Treacherous people are destroyed by their dishonesty.